And welcome back to the Unpredictable Podcast, where no topic is too controversial or uncomfortable to handle. The safe haven for each listener. There is never a dull moment or topic. Every Saturday, we tackle a new topic, whether it's my boyfriend is leaving me, but I love him, or the oil crisis in the world. So sit back and let's see if we can figure out the roller coaster of reality together. Welcome back to this week's topic, which is I'm legit having my hands up right now to Dubai, bitch. So this episode will not be released until let's say sometime in March, maybe the first week in April. But I have to film it now because, and as as of me filming it, it's the 29th, 28th of November. I have to film it now because I have bad memory, and when the year's over, my memory gets wiped. So. Stay tuned because we're going to be deep diving into my travel experiences, COVID-19 experiences, uh, Dubai as a whole, being back home and so much more in this episode. So I'm really excited because this is the first episode. One of the things I got while I was away was a mic. So it sounds clearer. You will hear my Titan even more than I would know. <laughs> So I'm really excited to just deep dive into this episode and just talk about my entire experience and me officially being a Dubai bitch. First of all, as I continue on, welcome back. I want to just thank my friend Kavala because he gave me the name Dubai bitch before I even left the country. (laughs) So it's it may just take this moment to like you know rep for him for giving me the name giving me the title and the first part of our conversation is prepping during COVID-19 I live on a small island for everybody that's listening to this from the small island we live on a small island and there isn't much here I'm not gonna blame whoever I should for that let's leave that as it is but because of that, there were many things that I had to prepare for as in get a suitcase because I don't travel besides going to school and my suitcases are not in good condition anymore. I've been home for two years. So I had to get a suitcase. I had to get certain clothes because I was going to a conservative country. So I had to get certain clothes. I had to make sure I was ready and like practically quarantine myself for two weeks so that when I had to get swabbed, I would not have had covid because COVID has been on the rise on my island, which doesn't make sense. It's only 65,000 of us. But they like to do a lot here. Um, so yeah, I had to do all of the stuff. And it was in me preparing each step of the way before my COVID test. I was like, it's going to be negative. It's going to be positive. I'm not going to get to go. I'll be stuck here forever. And I literally freaked out. I work in health. So where I work is where you'd have to come to come up quarantine from COVID. And my coworker tomorrow was like, we you don't have COVID. Wavenie, I've seen people with COVID. You don't have COVID. And in my head, I'm like, I have COVID. I'm not leaving. I've, I've spent thousands of dollars on my ticket, on everything, and I'm not going anywhere. Speaking of anyway, tickets to Dubai aren't expensive. Tickets to where you have to go to board your plane to Dubai that's where it gets pricey so i'll give you like a synopsis of my travel shortly but 
it it's not it's not like oh i'll just fly from tobago to dubai i can't wait for the day that we do have that opportunity but it ain't happening now so i had a lot of flights and i still don't know how i'm standing right now i am just thankful that i'm now a veteran of layovers and and sleeping in the airport and hoping i don't miss my flight and so much more but i will say i would i slacked a little bit in the end like like leading up to my covid test i was like i don't care like I cared. Oh, I cared. Like, I was so excited. I was so pumped. But then I was like, my friends are leaving to go to university. I'll go online with them. Mask up at all times. Semi-socially distanced. Not six, maybe like both three feet. But, you know, semi-socially distanced. But I had to spend time with my friends. I felt like if if I left here and I didn't get to spend time with them and I was coming back and they're gone, I would be more hurt than anything else. Because, yeah, I got to go to Dubai, but I love my friends and I don't want to see my friend go and I don't get to see her before she goes you know so did I regret slacking nearing my COVID test no would I be more cautious next time for my COVID test which we'll talk about hopefully next year when I have to travel again knock on wood for everybody who's listening yes I'll be more cautious but at the end of the day I think you have to know how you have to prep everybody's prep is not the same and don't isolate yourself if you don't have to i live on a small island the east side has less cases than the west side and even though i work on the west i legit just got to work home and back or i go by my brother's apartment or his house and that's it so for me i didn't have to deal with like oh my gosh i have a heightened chance of getting covid but everybody has a heightened chance of getting covid you know what i mean so my advice in terms of the prep is to get a checklist make sure you get everything make sure you get the essential things i had no visa which i'll get to in my flight section but i had no visa so i had to expedite my visa appointment fly to trinidad because you know we don't have nothing over here fly to trinidad go to my visa appointment say i'm going to represent the un got my visa and i had so many other nitty-gritty things i had to get so better get a checklist that's one thing that helped me during my during my prep was to make sure i had a checklist of everything that i needed the second part we're going to be talking about today is the flights so let me do a quick little deep dive i had a flight from tobago to trinidad a half an hour flight not half an hour a 20 minute flight from tobago to trinidad right that's the first one that's the easy one i'm used to that one then i had a six hour layover period because i landed in trinidad no four hour layover period in trinidad and i landed in trinidad at like about 8 p.m my next flight was at midnight one o'clock so i had like a four or five hour layover period in trinidad everywhere would have better been closed because it was curfew season so if you didn't buy your food before you left Tobago, which I, of course, did, you wasn't eating until you got on that flight. So then I boarded my flight to, from Trinidad to New York. That was a four and a half hour flight. So far, we're up to four hours and what's that? 50 minutes, right? Yeah, that's all fine. Landed in New York, didn't leave the airport because my layover there was six hours. So I had to wait six more hours till i bought in my next flight to dubai within that six hour layover period they didn't start checking until four hours before the flight which i didn't know 
I thought they would be on time just like me. I was overexcited, I guess. But that was that was like the only flight that would coincide with the time and stuff. So I accepted. Right. Had my six hour liver. I left New York. Don't remember the time. That was like 10, 10 p.m. Yeah, because I landed at four or something. So I left like t- after 10, 11. And then this is the big boys here. I had a 12 and a half hour flight. <laughs> a 12 and a half hour flight. I had a whole road to myself. I want to just take this moment. I wish I could be a promo girl for Emirates. And to every, all the international listeners, a promo girl, I don't know if y'all have that away, but like a promo girl here is like a girl who legit to life, life's, like life's, like whole life is just promoting stuff. Usually it's like brands, like drinks and different things, but you know. And I want to take this moment to say if you have to fly and you're not willing to burst your pocket, Fire Emirates. If you're willing to burst your pocket, Fire Emirates first class. Fire Emirates economy flex. It's all worth it. All of these are worth it. I have never in my life. I want to tell you what I got on food, on Caribbean Airlines. So on Caribbean Airlines, I got a sandwich, a water, a pack of Dixie, a granola bar, and a wipe. Right? Right? Right. That was Caribbean Airlines, four and a half hour flight. From Dubai, they emailed me my end menu before I left jfk before i left to go to jfk i had a i'm not lying to you for breakfast i legit had oh my gosh scrambled eggs sauteed mushrooms garlic potato um orange juice uh a cake or something else fruit and yogurt that was what they served me for breakfast for a mid-flight snack i just said that mid-flight snack i got pizza vegetarian of course and then for my dinner, mm-hmm, they served the dinner. I got, oh my, it was like, it was like an equivalent of stew chicken with greens and mashed potatoes. And I got like a chickpeas thing with like, I'm presuming was sour cream. Tasted sour, didn't like that at all. I got a wine, I got, <laughs> and I got like a, one of those German um, cakes and those German chocolate cakes. Yeah. It was my birthday while I was on the flight, so they actually gave me a birthday cake with like caramel drizzle and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, thank you!" And he told me happy birthday, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But I'm saying all this to say, the flights were long. Each flight, except my big up the twenty minute flight, that felt long. After every flight I had, that felt the longest. But I must say, Emirates serves you what you deserve. I was in the economy. And you know, you always see people talk about how economy is like low of the low. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Economy on Emirates is first class. Mm. Economy on Emirates is business class on any airline. Any one of them. It is the best service you could ever ask for. The only thing I didn't have access to was the shower. And I didn't need that. I did. I felt like I did, but I didn't really need it. I needed it, but I didn't. I wanted it, but I didn't need. They have a robe in the shower, guys. But yeah, and I think, like I don't know, because I've never flown outside of. I've flown British, I've flown Virgin, I've flown Caribbean, I've flown Liat. All those don't compare. (laughs) 
ever since now my whole life i i i legit watched my air miles and was like mm-hmm, have to fly again just to keep the air miles going i recommend an emirates flight to any and everybody all y'all get on it i don't even care where y'all go i don't care just get an emirates flight it's worth it and to add to this i the visa process for dubai i forgot to mention it before it's really simple you legit go online find a site that does your visa does your does your visa for you just pay the fee and you get to go and also the emirates flight was like but like three like five five hundred dollars more than my new york to jfk flight and i find that's outrageous i just i just find like don't get me wrong it's from new york to, to dubai like you know it's not equivalent but i just find that was that was a shocker for me yeah so flights five out of five 10 out of 10 11 out of 10 it breaks the scale i'm talking about the emirates right not the caribbean airlines the caribbean Airlines was cool i'll give it half five out of ten but the Emirates, oh gosh. If I could fly right now, I will leave right now. So the next one we're going to talk about is the hotel. And of course, landing in Dubai. And oh my God, I wish I could find a way to explain to you how amazing this hotel is. But I will just, I don't know. So I landed in Dubai like about 8 a.m. their time, which is like midnight New York time. Oh no daylight savings was on it was like 7 p.m what am i saying it was like 11 p.m daylight saving time 12 p.m regular caribbean majority caribbean time so my time Trinidad and tobago straight up the road <laughs> and i got to the hotel and because i i booked my own vehicle like i was driven there in a mercedes-benz like it was my i was like it's my birthday i would like to be treated like i am this birthday girl i know jocelyn do it like it's my be you know like that kind of vibes so i get to the hotel around nine ish nine after nine go to the check uh, we'll go to go and check in and they're like oh this was uh, your room is not ready um they change the will people they have to come and confirm this and that i was like excuse me i am here it's 9 a.m i haven't taken a bath since the 9th of december it's the 11th of november i would like to be thank you very much can i have my room like no miss Wilson, i'm so sorry you have to come back at one i said fine one o'clock we'll leave but i'll 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 just stay here and wait until one while i was standing there some other girls who had to check in for the same conference were like oh my god same so let's go to the mall they're like cool so we took a taxi to the mall mind you first taxi ever like in life like in dubai of course and uh get to the mall a lovely structure lovely building i must see i mean i have to do a i'm getting to dubai on a whole but oh my gosh the architecture of that place next level but you get to the mall we realized at that point i didn't realize until i got there it is the largest mall in the world the world everyone the world not sangsters hill which is an area in tobago not piaco which is the airport in Trinidad. not brooklyn which is you know new york no, no, no the world and i must say it doesn't disappoint in size so we stay in the mall until we get fed up not fed up of the mall you can never get fed up of that place but of walking which oh i'm gonna uh, I have to talk about these things separately but yeah and then we get back to the hotel and they're like oh your room is still not ready i'm so sorry Miss Wilson. so they say come back in like an hour so i just sat there in the lounge and waited my room was finally ready and oh my gosh we didn't have like i didn't have like that amazing view but i still had the acute view a view of the pool and a view of like 
outskirts of Dubai, which was really, really nice. I love the road, so I like I saw shit. But you know, I I got to the like I after checking and everything, I was like, wow, I took a shower, which was the bomb. And then <laughs> the room service. We ordered food at like 2 a.m. It got there in like 30 minutes. If everything was perfection. The they came and they gave us free water every day, which I think is like complimentary, but like still it's so nice. Laundry came, didn't do that because I was broke. <laughs> but oh my gosh, the breakfast. We got free breakfast, buffet style, of course. And let me tell you something, that chef, which I will recommend to any restaurant, I'll tell I'll call Gordon Ramsay personally. He can make an omelet. Magdalena, who he could make a omelette and this is so like i don't know and you could like of course make it from scratch like ask what you want he had like chili flakes i did one with onions green peppers chili flakes and like some other stuff and he just they're just perfection there was this cute little toaster oven thingy there everything was just wow i i don't know i was like my favorite part of every day the breakfast i i can't express how much i love 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 the breakfast so I, if I, if I, I'll recommend the hotel to anybody. It's called the Atana Hotel. Atana? Is it just Atana? Atana Hotel is on Hassana Street. Well, like Larry Baker, like Hassana Street or something like that. It's right next to the Media Atana. And it's between the Media Atana and Grand Millennium. The Atana Hotel is everything. But I will recommend the sauna at the Media Atana. So if you have a friend staying at the Media Atana, let them get you into the sauna and the steam room. It's perfection. Moving on to the part that I don't want to talk about, but we have like about three more parts of this like topic, like episode to talk about, and it's the conference. So I went there for a UN-related conference. That's what I'm going to start. That's what I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to call about it. And before I even left Tobago, I had to do virtual conferences. And I've done several conferences in my life. I have coordinated them. I have been a communicated officer on one of them. I've done several of these things. Not to this color, like to this size, of course, because I, again, live on a small little island. But still, and I must say, these people are less prepared than I don't know who. I I was in so much shock. I I cannot I, I don't know. I just I would say this to anybody, if you want to just have a international experience and you're willing to spend copious amounts of money on overpriced things that now looking back, going to the country and seeing the price of staying at the hotel, the price of everything. I will never pay again, but if you're willing to do that, do it. I think the conference for me wasn't what I expected it to be. And when I got there, like having to then pay for my COVID tests and having to do this and having to do that, I was like, hmm, this is just not giving what it should give. And we should have been, they should have been more transparent about certain things. I like democracy and I felt like, with each day because it's like it was a three-day conference opening ceremony day one with two sessions day two with one session and the closing ceremony but with each like moment that went by i was like this is not democracy this is this is mesmerizing to me like i've seen people be controlling and people try to persuade things that's fine 
but at least give people a chance and i didn't feel that like with each like, with each moment i went on especially like when we started like forming to our coalitions and stuff i didn't feel that so i just sat there like i contributed of course i never got up and spoke which looking back i had a really nice line i wanted to use for one of my speeches and i regret not using it but it'll come up again someday knock on wood doop, doop. but yeah like, i felt like if it just wasn't what i wanted it to be and that's fine that's fair to me but it also didn't lead up to the expectations that i had set for an international organization having a conference so i tapped out mind you i was working from home but i was working from afar so i had to still like, make sure the office that i like working in health was okay make sure everything was running the way i needed it to run make sure my students were getting their work make sure everything was still running home as good because when i get back home if i leave a disaster if i have fun in dubai and i go back home to a disaster i still need to you know it's like having a house on fire and seeing it on fire but still going on vacation that's not how it works when you come back home you'll all you see is soot and ash and you won't you know you could have stopped it you could have just you know made a call and stopped this or 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 stayed at home not stay don't stay at home but i'm saying this to say the conference just didn't hold up to the expectations i set for an international conference my first international conference so yeah that that's that's really about it i that's as nice as i could say it i would recommend it to persons who just want to network and promote your island talk to people and talk about your country you know when you're not in the conference setting you could talk to everybody there and having everybody face to face was a really nice experience because i made some amazing friends because my roommate from who lives in the netherlands um bigger my friend like the girl i met who lives in england but she's from nigeria bigger akira who's from angola bigger mirama bigger sarah who's from Cameroon, but lives in Ukraine, Big Mirama, who lives in UK, because everybody. It was like a wonderful experience to meet good people. Because um oh the guy from Ecuador who's really nice. Because all these guys, but it was a good experience to meet new people, but at the same time, I don't think that I learned anything new compared to what I've learned in working in the assembly or working in parliament. Who I just didn't learn anything. And that's fine, you know. That, that's cool i liked all corruption more i feel like if home corruption was a lot had a little more spice to it than the corruption i had in the conference okay okay dubai on a whole i oh my god i i don't know how to start this dubai is everything <laughs> It is everything you see in the movies. It's everything you see in the videos. It's everything they do commercialize. It's everything and more. The only problem I have with Dubai, I have two problems: the taxi system, because wow, I was in shock for that. It's like I don't have a problem with it. It's just that I was in shock about it. Like we don't have tolls. The and how how like how much walking you have to do if you don't have a car, it's not normal. It's, it's not normal at all it's like it's everything is far every single thing is very far away the mall it ha- okay i'm gonna just do the exact same thing i told everybody when i go home it has its own aquarium guys it has its own ice skating ring guys there's a waterfall they have a fountain show the tallest building in the world is a part of the mall mm-hmm yeah yep yeah. 
that's the thing the mall for each floor has its own chauffeur to drive you through each store like to and from stores because it's that big yeah they have every fast food you could ever think of their church's chicken is called texas chicken which i had to do a little quick culture shock for that one but it's the same name it's just that they chose to cut out the church as well yeah i had shake shock for the first time best thing ever i get shake shock anytime ever i get in my life i buy breakfast meals now and stuff too but yeah uh the wise the architecture the way in which each building was built it's not normal like they, they didn't just say oh let's build a square no 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 no, no. they took their time and structured each crevice each corner to suit and to work intertwine with everything the burj khalifa i i still can't believe it i'm so sorry as i record this I st- i'm still in like a state of shock but the burj khalifa like being ground floor like standing on it like standing on the ground the actual earth and then ascending about 125 I went to floor 125. I have like 20 something floors, 23, I think. But reaching to that level and like being there and then looking down, it's not normal. When I was in sixth form, my friends may remember this, but we used to say, like, because all, all my block is like where all block was on a higher level than any other block. And we used to say, like, when fights and stuff were going on, we were looking down at the peasants as they, you know, quarreled. And let me tell you something, when you're on top of the Burj Khalifa, you, you're a peasant and you're just looking down at that, that, I don't even know what. There's like a, a machine inside, like a regular telescope that shows you what was there, like what buildings or what well, lack thereof was there before the Burj Khalifa was built and like before all the buildings were built. And it legit was a desert, literally, literally a desert. And then bam skyscrapers everywhere and and you're just looking around like every minute like everywhere you go you're like oh my god they have trees here which is something they should have but they shouldn't and then you you see like oh my god you know bends i saw the i saw every single car dealership known to man dealership everywhere every room every corner it was everywhere and i was like wow look rolls royce look bentley look porsche look lamborghini look ferrari and i was like wow that was the word i used the most while there like i legit was just like wow like yeah this is really happening like wow but i i i will say there are things that i haven't i didn't get to do which is why i know i'm gonna go back i want to go and ride the camels i want to go and ride those atvs in the desert i want to go to the aquarium and pay 400 dirham to get a picture of me kissing a dolphin and a dolphin of course being happy to see me too but like i want to do all of those stuff but oh i almost forgot the one thing that I did that I didn't get to do it fully, but just being there still meant a lot, was the Dubai 2020 Expo. Of course, it's 2020 because it was supposed to be last year, but they wouldn't change the name. The Dubai Expo, in like a small, like in, just to summarize it, is every country in the entire world that would like to represent themselves, having a boot of the culture and every ethnic representation they have for their community for their country didn't get to see my boot which was kind of sad but we got there late because we took the metro the metro is like 45 minutes and then we got lost because we couldn't find cameroon <laughs> and then we couldn't find nigeria and then we couldn't find here and there 
but and then I, I took a while because I wanted to get a Dubai passport. The Dubai Expo has its own passport, you know. But yeah, and oh my gosh, the Expo. I think in life we always say some people say there are educated like educated ignorant people, and then they're just ignorant people. Going to that expo gives you the opportunity to be an educated, ignorant person. <laughs> an educated, ignorant person, or just an educated person. Because you learn about the, each country in the world. Like, I saw a Pakistani performance, and I, I never knew they did that. It was so beautiful, and it was just, ah, I don't know. I just, I just can't. Like, I, I would recommend everybody go there. Like every single person known to me, every, as long as they live on this earth, you should go to Dubai. It is everything and more. I I can't wait to go back, and I'm saying that like if I have the money to go back, oh, I'ma find it. Oh, I am gonna find. I think I'll wait until I go to Canada. I don't know, but like I will find the money. I have to go back to Dubai, even if I'm going by myself again. I don't care. By the way, crime rate non-existent. No crime there. I never felt scared. It, it, as a woman, as a as a full fledged, born and raised woman, being in a country that's not your own and not feeling scared is one of the greatest feelings you can ever have. I never, for even a millisecond of a moment, was like I could be kidnapped right now. None, none of those thoughts ran through my head. And I've lived in Trinidad, so I have had thoughts of not seeing her next day but to be somewhere and feel safe five out of five ten out of ten best place ever i they have everything and more my last point before the wrap up is traveling solo i think i was more attentive i was more i concentrated more and I had a better experience traveling solo than traveling with other people. Songs mean, because I have other people I could travel with, but I am fine. That is not my style. Like, don't get me wrong, I have to travel with my friends next year and I'm so excited. But no. <laughs> I I legit had to, I think, okay, pros and cons. The cons would be toting your suitcase around when it's not checked in as yet. Or toting a carry-on along if it's like a big carry-on. Because I, when I came back from Dubai, I had to buy a bag to put my stuff in. Because I felt like my suitcase was overweight. But I got through, which was which was great. Because I am a master of persuasion. No, I just had my university badge. And I told him I didn't graduate as yet. I graduated. But, yeah. So, traveling solo for me was an amazing experience. Like, going through customs, going and checking doing everything on my own I, I felt liberated as a young adult to have this experience and I think that's what I was telling my friends I legit told one of them my adulting was put into like full trot like accelerated mode on a thousand because I had to travel alone because I had the opportunity I had so for me I'm an adult now yeah I am mm-hmm. yep I just don't pay bills ha <laughs> I still pay bills but like you know what I mean I feel like if traveling is always fun with other people but when you do it by yourself in a country that you know it could be safe and you don't have to worry about anything it feels very liberating it feels euphoric in a sense because I 
was like on a hundred at all times like going through tsa going through dubai doesn't have like an immigration situation their immigration is fun but like going through each of the sections rushing back to the airport by myself even though i was still three hours early for my flight and i was like oh my god we're really late like doing all that stuff really gave me a moment to develop with myself and it made me mentally and emotionally grow up a lot more than I already have and it's something I would recommend to persons who can do it if you can it's fine but travel at least and that's our last point so this is what I'm going to be calling like the wind down section of my podcast from now on and this week's wind down is titled living in a bubble living in the Caribbean is one bubble living in Trinidad and Tobago the last island in the Caribbean is another living in Tobago is the other bubble living in the east is a bubble that could trump all other bubbles because I live in the most like culturally authentic part in terms of how the original culture of the island was and for me the moment I left Tobago I didn't even reach New York yet the moment I left Tobago I had to pop my bubble for the first time since I have become of age to understand what I'm doing to travel to New York I legit was on the airport in New York and I was like oh my god I was standing behind a Buddhist monk and a rabbi was like now coming into the line and mind you I've never seen these religious persons before because I live on an island that doesn't have that so I had to pop my bubble really quick and realize that I am no longer on my island. My rules don't matter anymore. Landing in Dubai and having to deal with Shari law, which I will tell you as a woman, there were moments I wanted to say some stuff. Ooh, had to hold back. But in all those moments, like, I had to pop a bubble. I was like, yo, you're not home. Yo, <laughs> you're, not, you're not home at all. You're even like near cousin house in Brooklyn. No, 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 no. You are not at home. You are in a foreign land. And you, by the way, if you hear any noise, which is really unlikely because upgrade on the mic, but there's political rallies going on. So I really apologize for that. But yeah, I, popping that bubble was one of the most resounding and satisfying moments of my life because it's something I have to do again soon, but it's something that I wanted to do and I want to continue to do. It is fine if you love your culture and you accept it as your own. But being able and having the grandest of opportunities to learn somebody else's, never not take that opportunity. It it resonates with you a lot in your like, especially when you come to your future, where you are able to understand. And the word understand is so simple. It means just having a clear reality and knowing something. But understanding is so much more deeper than that. It's it's being able to, I, I do that, my degree is education. So like understanding is like lower tier for me. But it is a transitioning into applying, to analyzing, to evaluating, to creating, which I use the Bloomstack's on me. So for me, being able to, understand the culture of the countries that I went to, understand the culture of the colleagues that I met 
understanding the culture of me and how I, what I will take away from this experience and put into my life for like a long-term effect, what I'll put into my life for a short-term effect. And it was in each of these moments, I was like, you just, you know, if you remember watching, um, my God, Spongebob, Bubble Man, I think, you know, and I just pop in each of my Bubble Man, I was like, yeah, you learned this, yeah, you learned that, yeah, I want to incorporate that, yeah, yeah, and for me, it, it is the best feeling ever, because I love to learn, and learning is not simply, as I always say, it's not me hearing something and regurgitating information, it's me being able to appreciate the information, so even though the conference based on the the their expectation and the expectation that they would have told me that they intend to you know have me based on that expectation they may have failed but they succeeded in allowing me at least to be able to learn something to take away not something from the conference but take away something from life and if that's like a hidden clause, like a hidden goal for them, they've got it. But it's a hidden goal for me. It's not a hidden goal. It is my goal. It's my goal in life is to learn. And I got it. So as I add titles to me, my title being Miss Wilson as an educator and now a Dubai bitch as a traveler, I hope to continue to learn. I hope to continue to boost bubbles in life not simply sit here and just swallow away in the little knowledge that I have because knowledge is the key and it's the key to everything that we do everything that we live for everything that every step that we take we're creating an educational footprint and to be able to put my footprint in different countries and for their footprint to be a part of my life means the world to me. So as your newly installed Dubai bitch, <laughs> I just want to say, allow yourself to continue bursting the bubbles that are keeping you back from each opportunity of learning that you have. Because without knowledge, we would be nothing. And that brings us to the end of this week's Waves episode. As I will always say, with each week, I come here and I talk and talk and talk. But I want for each of us to learn from each other, for, to grow from each other. So if you have a message that you want to send in, you can send that in. My information is always in the description. But stay tuned for more episodes to come, more topics, more controversial topics and even some sentimental stuff along the way so enjoy the rest of your day your night your evening and continue to be a light in your own life
And welcome back to the Unpredictable Podcast, where no topic is too controversial or uncomfortable to handle. The safe haven for each listener. There is never a dull moment or topic. Every Saturday, we tackle a new topic, whether it's my boyfriend is leaving me, but I love him, or the oil crisis in the world. So sit back and let's see if we can figure out the roller coaster of reality together. Thank you.